I'm lead pastor Doyle Sager of First Baptist Church in Jefferson City, Missouri, and we had another snow out this morning. The timing of the storm was not very friendly to us. This is the third Sunday of the calendar year that we have missed having worship together, so we decided to bring worship to you uh, through the means of uh, all of our online abilities and, and possibilities. Uh, we regret that we had to cancel this morning. We were concerned about the safety of all of our people and the ability to keep the sidewalks and streets clean on such a short notice since the storm came so late in the morning. I had the thought that perhaps uh, I could experience another first as, my, uh, as your pastor. Uh, perhaps I could preach my first ever Sunday morning sermon in pajamas, but I decided not to do that because I might frighten some people and uh, ruin the whole morning. So I have blue jeans on and a sweater, and I'm in my study in my home uh, bringing you the, the thrust, the, the central themes of this morning's message. You may recall that we were in a sermon series related to FBC's DNA, who we are uniquely in Christ, and what God is calling us to be and to do. And this sermon series was supposed to be over on February 10th, but because of all of the weather interruptions, it's been a long slog for all of us. So I encourage you to listen online, if possible, uh, to to catch up and maybe see how all of the sermon series fits together. Today is the last in that series. I also want to encourage you to be present this coming Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock in our sanctuary as we launch the season of Lent, as we begin to move together through the theme of following Jesus. Ash Wednesday service has become a very special time for the First Baptist family. And if you're new to us, come and uh, see what uh, God can do in our hearts as we begin this journey together. And for those of you who have attended before, you know what a blessing that will be. That's this coming Wednesday uh, as we launch our special holy season. I also want to remind you very frankly that because of the weather cancellations, uh, we have concerns about staying up with our church budget goals. We have commitments and promises we have made to many people uh, with an ambitious budget for 2019. And of course, every Sunday we miss, uh, we get behind on our budget giving and the expenses and the commitments continue. So I want to encourage you to be faithful and generous. Uh, give online. Uh, make up next Sunday when you're there. But let's all do our part so that the ministries and the vision and the direction of First Baptist Church will not be hindered as we work together. I want to begin this morning by reading you the scripture text for this morning's message. If you recall, uh, we've been thinking together about the five sails of setting sail, the five initiatives uh, that God is calling us to. Uh, we've been thinking about God-centered worship. That's a unique and special calling from God. We've been thinking about life-changing faith, authentic relationships, community transformation, and this morning, the fifth sale, the fifth in the sermon series, Global Partners. And there is no more magnificent and helpful scripture than that from the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians in his second letter. I want you to listen very prayerfully, and you may turn in your Bibles if you'd like to as well. 2 Corinthians 5, 
14. For the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of God for the people of God. The Apostle Paul begins this passage by saying very simply, the love of Christ urges us on. The love of Christ constrains us, is the way the old King James phrases it. The love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ urges us on, motivates us, moves us. And you see, that syncs very well with our new vision statement we adopted last Wednesday night in our business meeting, that we are compelled to be Christ's love and hope. Not just to do his love and hope, but to be his love and hope. And it compels us. The love of Christ compels us to be that. I wonder if First Baptist Church is genuinely motivated and compelled to share Christ as the Apostle Paul had that theme burning in his heart. Because you see, you sense when you read this that there is a great weight on his shoulders, that he really felt the burden he did not see theological categories. He did not see unreached people as a vague blob of, of a, a concept of lostness. He saw faces. He remembered names. He probably thought of loved ones and relatives. The love of Christ compels me and moves me on. Dr. Elijah Brown uh, is the General Secretary of the Baptist World Alliance. He recently posted on Facebook that he attended the 100th anniversary of the Bangladesh Baptist work. And yes, Baptist work has existed in Bangladesh for 100 years. He shared about one man he met at that celebration. The man had started, had planted over 60 churches in 41 years' time. Can you imagine? The love of Christ was compelling him. The love of Christ was urging him on. Paul says, Christ died for all. 
that's not just good news, that's urgent news. And the love of Christ compels us to share that wonderful, good, urgent news. Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. God's starting over again with a brand new work. Paul says that in verse 19, it is God who reconciles us to himself. We don't reconcile God to us. We're the ones who do the repenting. We're the ones who do the changing. We're the ones who come to God. And it's God who makes the first move. God doesn't stand over in a corner quietly waiting for us to figure that out because we never would. But God makes the first move and he comes toward us. And Paul says in that magnificent verse 21, there is this amazing, wondrous trade that Christ, who was sinless, became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. What an, what an unfair but glorious trade. And what a wonder that in Christ, time and eternity meet. And in Christ, God begins the new work in each of our hearts. That's the good news And that's the urgent news. And then Paul says, we are ambassadors for Christ in verse 20. As if we are standing in Christ's stead, saying to people, be reconciled to God. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who represents one nation to another nation, representing his or her homeland to another people. And it's not just sharing the message that needs to be delivered, but it's embodying the very essence of our homeland. We are ambassadors. Years ago, I visited Washington, D.C. for the first time, and on the tour, I was amazed to discover that at the British Embassy, the residence of the British ambassador has a statue of Winston Churchill, and it was strategically placed so that one foot of the statue is on American soil and the other foot of the statue is on British soil to signify that he truly was a man who, who spoke to both nations and spoke on behalf of England to America in a powerful way. And we are that kind of people. We are ambassadors. We are bilingual. We speak the language of our homeland. Our homeland is the kingdom of God. And we share that message of our homeland by learning to be, relatively speaking, at home in this world. And we need to remember that being an ambassador for Christ is not like being a mail carrier for Christ. You know, my mail carrier doesn't know me at all. My mail carrier does not know me from Gomer Pyle or from anyone else. And my mail carrier can drop in my mailbox a check for $10,000 from Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes. He hasn't done that, but he could. But he could also drop in my mailbox a bill from the IRS for $10,000. He hasn't done that either. But the point is that a mail carrier is dispassionate. A mail carrier just delivers the message and is not involved himself or herself in the message that is delivered. 
but we are not mail carriers for Christ. We're not people who just stand up on Sunday and say to people, you're sinners. You need Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you're doomed. Hope you visit us again soon someday. Goodbye. That's not being an ambassador. That's being a mail carrier. We are involved in our message. We are passionate. The love of Christ compels us. We are to embody the very message that we are delivering because we are Christ's ambassadors. I want to read a quote by David Bosch. David Bosch once said, Mission is not primarily an activity of the church, but an attribute of God. God is a missionary. So when we think of mission, we don't first of all think of uh, mission as an activity of the church like Wednesday night services or feeding homeless people or having uh, an Ash Wednesday worship service. Mission is not our activity, not one of the things we do. Mission is who we are. God is a missionary. Mission is an attribute of God's very nature. And when we come into Christ as new creations, we begin to take on God's nature and we will be mission people ourselves. I want to remind you that Paul was writing to the Corinthians who were a very troubled people. Paul continually wrote to the Corinthians to help the church get over herself because the church in Corinth was a little self-absorbed. But did you know that Paul is still writing to churches today for churches, including ours, to get over ourselves, to not be self-absorbed, but to be outward-focused, to be God's mission people, partners, global partners, ambassadors for Christ, sharing the gospel. Several months ago, a dear lady in our church passed away. Her name was Nada DeWeese. She did not have membership in this church long because her active Christian years were in a church in Colorado that she helped start. She poured her soul into that church. She only moved here in the latter part of her life. But I grew to love her and respect her. And when she died, I invited her pastor from Colorado to bring the message since he had planned to attend the service anyway because he knew her heart so well. And he told a beautiful story at her funeral service. He said that as they had labored hard and long together, he, the pastor, and Nada, working, praying, crying, hoping as the church was struggling to grow, he said finally uh, the church reached a point of uh, a new level of stability and they started, they made a decision that they needed to do some things differently. They needed to change worship service to a degree. They needed to adjust the way they were reaching out and speaking to their community. And the pastor said, you know, I wasn't sure, given Nada's age and her roots in deep traditional Baptist life, if she would go along with the changes and be comfortable with the loud music. She sat at the back, and after the service, the pastor was just holding his breath, wondering what Nada would say or do. But at the end of the service, 
she looked at him and she said, Pastor, we're trying to reach people for Christ. And I'm thankful that we're doing everything we can. That was her blessing. And then the pastor told, of a, told us who were gathered at the funeral that day something that summarized Nada's life. He said, Nada was at a point in her Christian journey where reaching people for Christ and for his church were more important to her than getting her own way. Wow. That's what the Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthians and to us. To be global partners means that we share Christ, that the love of Christ compels us to be ambassadors, to live that message, and that reaching people for Christ and reaching people for Christ's church become more important to us than getting our own way. That's gospel living. That is living as global partners. That's my vision for our church, and I believe that's what God is calling us to. God bless you today, and God bless your family, and God bless First Baptist Church.